You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. We would be honored if you would join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast, and it's the first night of football! TNF, baby! Are you ready for some football? Football! Anyway, so this is Madman Mike and my friend Robbie T, and we're going to go over... Some general thoughts before the Dolphins play their first game on Sunday. Uh, before we continue on, I just want to point out I am officially on Twitter, by the way. Oh yeah, at Vice City Sports Guy. Look for Vice City. Look for Vice City Sports, Mike. I'll be there. You go. And Mike's still on Twitter. Yeah, as... at Madman Mike uh, DD. DD stands for Damn Dolphins. Damn Dolphins. Yeah. So um, we are recording this now post game. After the Bills beat the heck out of the L.A. Rams 31-10, we just finished up the game. We're at my house. Well, my parents' house, by the way. We're in the backyard recording this. That's probably why you may hear some crickets chirping. Yep. Yeah. That's new ambient music we got going. Yeah. And we got to chow down on some chicken wings. Rob had a beer. He can only have one because he's a lightweight. That's not true. (laughs) It takes two beers. It takes two beers. Hey, your family makes good chicken wings, Mike. Yes. And your mom's bean dip was delicious. Yeah, my mom makes a Mexican bean dip that's out of this world. I love it. You're out of of this world. Oh, thank you, buddy. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the the TNF game right now, Bills versus Rams, just our kind of short recap of it. The Jills versus the Lambs. Yes, and I'm going to let Rob start with his thoughts because... I know he's been dying to rant about Josh Allen and the Bills because he thinks they're overrated, and he thinks Josh Allen sucks. <laughs> All right, before we go crazy, I don't think Josh Allen sucks. I mean, I said it on my Twitter, so it must be true. <laughs> I just think we're crowning this team like they're the overall favorite to win the whole thing, and I don't see it. Now. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I will say this, though. I don't know if it was the Rams' offensive line that was really bad, but that Buffalo defense is real. That's not going to be an easy thing to go through. I'll admit that. And Josh Allen, I still think, is incredibly erratic for my liking. I feel like you're going to see game and like this game, everybody's going to like laud him, and I'm just like through like two picks. If two through two picks and still have those same stats, we would be destroying him. Mm-hmm. But let's just be real for a second there. <clears throat> uh, but impressive in performance by Buffalo. Clearly that was a we're making a statement type of game. Uh, the Rams just looked outmatched. I, I, that was a very weird game by the Rams, honestly. I, I don't know Stafford. I know Stafford's dealing with some elbow tendonitis. That could have affected his play. Because he really wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson was basically a no-show. The high, you know, the new acquisition by them. Uh, and I feel like the the Sean Mc, the infamous Sean McVay offense, starting to feel like the offense is just basically get the ball to Cooper Cup. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. That's how it looked like. Yeah, because because I I love Allen Robinson and I got him on my fantasy team and he was like nowhere to be found. He had one catch for twelve yards. Uh, Cooper Cup had 13 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. The next guy there was like Tyler Higby with five receptions and the running back then Daryl Henderson with five receptions. But um, yeah, Rob, you're right. Statement game for Buffalo. Uh, they look sloppy at first, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Josh Allen, like I mean, th- there were plays early on where there. You know, the Buffalo defense was stopping the Rams and, and pressure. And having Von Miller has been such a huge Definitely. addition for you them. Talk, you talk about a dude who's like, you know, I made this comment earlier when we were watching the game. Cam Newton and Von Miller were in that same draft. One, one, one number one, one number two. Cam Newton one, uh, Von Miller two. 
They're actually the first two players to play against each other in the Super Bowl. The first time a one, the number one overall pick and the second overall pick face each other in the Super Bowl. Funny enough. Mm. Yeah, interesting stat right there. Right. But funny how, you know, two guys that you were labeled as starred of superstar type, type of players. One is basically out of the league because he completely sucks now. Mm-hmm. And the other one, while older, just got like six years. A new contract for six years. Yeah. So, yeah, so having Von Miller was such a huge addition going from the L.A. Rams to the Buffalo Bills. He had, like, he was putting pressure on Stafford. I don't know what's going on with the L.A. Rams O-line, but they did not look good. Stafford, Stafford was sacked, what, seven times, nine times? Seven, seven times Wow. for negative 49 yards. His passer rating was 63.0 but i mean not not only was it the pressure getting to stafford but he was off the mark today he was throwing passes high he had some passes sail on him some of them were just like he I, there was one where the receiver cut out outwards to the right and he threw the ball to the left and that was terrible dude uh, the way they were pressuring stafford and sacking him was the equivalent to like getting that sack in like Tecmo Super Bowl when you predict the play mm-hmm. and everybody just bum rushing you uh, by the way secret heads up uh, Tecmo Super Bowl 2022 is out it's a new ROM hack from um, some of some fake some great uh, modders who do ROM hacks for games and some people there is a community for Tecmo Super Bowl just to give it a shout out particularly to S Blue Man that's his Twitter test Blue Man Tecmo's his Twitter Giving a shout-out to him. He's actually one of the first people to follow me. Nice. Yes. All right. Now I lost the train. My train of thought. Again, Robbie, thank you for interrupting me for the second time. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, yeah, so, Bills. Uh, yeah, Von Miller's been a huge addition. Matt Stafford was off the mark today. Um, I think the Rams' defense, you know, when you're loaded up like the Bills' offense, when you get a big-arm quarterback who's elusive – and you got some good targets like Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie, who's paying the butt to cover in the slot. Um, you know, you're going to have a big night. But, I mean, the Bills, yeah, they, they started off a little sloppy and erratic. Uh, Rob is right in that fashion with Josh Allen. You don't know how he's really going to start. But if once he starts getting hot, he uh, he's he tends to finish hot. So, you know, good statement game by the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams, you got stuff to figure out, bro. You couldn't run the ball. And neither can the Bills. The Bills can't run the ball either. And Zach Moss had two fumbles. Uh, so I, I don't believe in either of this either team's running game right now. Uh, LA Rams have some problems to fix, man, because, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that was, uh, that was yeah, Allen, Ro- dude, Allen Robinson is on a three-year contract that, and he's getting paid pretty nicely. You just got him. He's been making plays at camp. Where, where was he in this game? How come we didn't use him? It was just uh, not a very good performance. Yeah, not a good performance. So that's all I'm gonna say. So anyway, so uh, moving on, uh, Dolphins. We want to talk a little bit of our overall thoughts of Dolphins preseason. Yes, we should because this is a Dolphins podcast. Yes. So, um, Robbie, thoughts of Dolphins preseason? Uh, you know, I believe we went 2-1. and one. Uh, We had a close win against, I believe it was, what, the Eagles, right? We had a convincing win against the Eagles. We beat the heck out of them. I think oh, it was like 40. Who was the first team we played against? The, oh, the first team we played against? Oh, Tampa. 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 There you okay. go. Tampa. Yeah, we beat up the Eagles. We, we had a close game with Tampa, and I think we lost to the Raiders, I think. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Right. I had a coworker once in that game, actually. All right, so uh, two throughout the preseason, what did you think? Oh uh, well, Tua, Tua definitely. I think what he played like one. I think he played like one or two drives against uh, the Raiders, and then I know he had that really good like highlight play with with Tyreek Hill against Philly. Um, I try. I don't take. I really. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've said this forever. I'll say it again. I don't mm-hmm. take preseason that seriously. I think teams, teams, I I honestly think we shouldn't even be playing our starters either, especially Tua. My honest opinion. Um, I mean there is some optimistic. I I see. I I could tell that Tua is a lot more comfortable with his offense. I think he's very confident now. 
He's got a lot of great playmakers. Uh, I still not. I'm still not sold on this running game at all. I I don't know. I know Mike McDaniel is supposedly like a really good mind when it comes to running attacks, and he's part of that Kyle Shanahan that Shanahan offense. And I know part of the reason why we brought him in is because he's going to help improve the running game, which has been a disaster for years. I still don't. I still was not impressed by that at all. Uh, but overall, you know, from what I've seen, it looks pretty promising. I think the players look like they're enjoying their time. I think they're buying into the system, but you know that's preseason. Preseason mm-hmm. don't mean anything. I've said this forever. I think preseason is completely point—not pointless—but I cannot take, I cannot put stock on that. Always remember this: Detroit Lions won four straight preseason games, and then they lost every single game in preseason. Daniel Jones looked like he was going to be the hot new quarterback, and he, you know, he basically pushed Eli Manning out of town. Now the now the Giants look like they're they're literally ready to just get rid of him already. Preseason, don't take preseason that seriously. Be like the Rams and just don't play your starters. By the way, hmm. yeah. And then during the first game back, all the starters look rusty, and then they get beat thirty-one to ten. Anyway, oh come on, that was like the first time in the Mc, in the McVay. I players. know, I know, I know, I know. It's early on. It's the first game of the season, but still, man, you gotta show more fight than that. Anyway, yeah. uh, my overall thoughts. Uh, I think that Tyreek connection is gonna work out fine. Uh, I know people were criticizing that deep throw to Tyreek uh, in that Eagles preseason game. How oh look, Tua threw it short again. Tyreek had to like run off the mark to go dive down and get the ball. Uh, to be honest, uh, Tua threw off of his like Tua's feet were not set properly in that. He had a wide stance and he just like saw Tyreek get open like so quickly that he I think it almost like surprised him and then he all and then he just had to chuck the ball deep he didn't even have his feet placed correctly because if he did he would have put more power on it and probably would have been more accurate but either way it's a 50-yard connection and gets us to the other side of the field and into field goal territory uh you know so I mean the we're getting Tyreek Hill involved which is great because we're paying him all the money uh, we literally gave up the farm to get this guy. Yeah, we, we better be using. This yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. And that connection is going great. Terry Kill has been very happy with the money, but also just being a leader, being vocal, uh, spreading credit around, supporting his quarterback that no one else seemed to want to do uh, before the Mike McDaniel era began. And you know he's just been a good teammate overall. He's being best friends with Waddle. Getting everybody to believe that we could actually win and not just be the Dolphins, but actually be like carry ourselves as like a a good team. Um, this is this is why I have a lot a lot of optimism right now mm-hmm. with the season coming up in general because we're seeing that now. We are seeing. First of all, we're seeing the Dolphins actually really put effort on the offensive side of the ball. I haven't. I don't even think Dan Marino had playmakers like these, bro. No. He never had a Tyreek Hill mm. or a Mike Gesicki. You know, I mean, the best thing Dan Marino probably had was like I don't know, like the last few years of uh, Dwight Stevenson, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, but in terms of sheer offensive talent, this team I think can compete and that's the good thing about the Dolphins in general they've always were able to play against anybody we just never really had the guy behind center to win those games um, we still don't really know who is the guy but Mike McDaniel you know and I, I told this I told Michael this earlier we had like a conversation on the phone this morning Mike McDaniel reminds me of Dick Vermeil who got in the Hall of Fame recently, won a championship with the Rams, the greatest show on turf. Dick Vermeil was famously known as being one of the nicest guys ever. Like he loved his players. He was I, I, I don't I don't know if you all remember a guy named I think his name was Lawrence Phillips. I I might have the name wrong. I might be saying a different name entirely. He was a running back from Nebraska. I think he was like a 
He was a major, big-time college player. I think he was a Heisman finalist. He, he played for Nebraska. This guy had a, a ton of talent. And it, the Rams drafted him. And, yeah, he was a dude with a, a ton of talent, but... 1995 Orange Bowl? Yeah, yeah, Lawrence Phillips. That was right. Yeah. Um, but he had such such bad character issues. Bad. Really bad. But Dick Vermeil stood by him uh, to a point where he just couldn't anymore. And this guy, and Dick Vermeil was like crying, bro, when he had to cut him. Um, if you guys know about Lawrence Phillips's uh, career and history, and you know it ends with a tragic ending where I believe he dies in prison or something like no, that. No, he in 2015 he was charged for murdering his cellmate. Oh yeah, that that. And true. while awaiting trial, he committed suicide go, in yeah. solitary confinement. Yeah. I think Vermeil was backing him up for a while. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mike McDaniel is kind of giving me that vibe where, you know, this guy is all about team, unity, love, respect. Relationships. Relationships, building trust. Look, Brian Flores, again, I will say, I will admit this, I did like Brian Flores as a head coach. I did think he was trying to build something. But clearly, since the moment we drafted Tua, you could tell that Brian Flores was just never on in. In his mind, he believed he could win with just his system and his culture and all that. And and look, the more I watch football, the more people need to understand players win on Sunday. Coaches win on Saturday. Players win on Sunday. And if you don't have the player behind center, you're never going to win. I don't know if Tua is the guy, but Flores didn't even try to make it work. And that's why Flores is just a defensive back coach for the Steelers, and Mike Bedad now is our head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, everybody's having fun. Yeah. Like like every like the whole body language is different when you go out to practice. Like people, like there's players dancing, there's players having fun, there's players like saying silly stuff that like they're all being themselves as long as, you know, they're coming to work and putting forth their effort and you know, not going out there breaking the law or anything like that. Like, you know, he's letting the players like be who they are and you can tell that, you know, it goes well for their confidence and and, you know, they they, they, they feel comfortable. Um, so, uh, who else did I want to talk about this preseason? Uh, Skylar Thompson, our third string quarterback, seventh round pick. I, I really didn't even think drafting a quarterback in the seventh round was a priority. I thought center would have been a priority or getting some sort of interior lineman that are just falling out of the draft at the seventh round. But because I, I figured like this seventh round quarterback is going to be third string. He's not gonna be on. He's not gonna be on the team, but man, after seeing him in preseason, and I know it's preseason, but I mean, he played with. He, you can see the arm. You can see that he plays with the poise. He makes good decisions, and his accuracy uh, throughout the preseason was getting better and better and better. So, so literally, like I mean, he looked better than Teddy Bridgewater at times. I think so too. And but then again, he doesn't have any experience. So who? So but but he definitely looks like he was. They drafted him to be a long term like backup guy and hope hopefully develop he's into a, a long term backup guy. And he looks like that like right now without even having played a regular season game yet. He's definitely an insurance policy at mm-hmm. this point. Um, you kind of do have to. As, as much as I like Tua, I think my biggest criticism of Tua is his durability, which is. Show yeah. not to have. And Teddy Bridgewater has that same issue <laughs> That's too. Thing too. And I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater. I think we just we seen his story a million times already. He's just a guy. He'll be a good backup. He'll probably be a better backup than Jacoby Brissett. Uh-huh. I like that. But I, he's he's the guy, he's like a veteran stopgap guy, yeah. but no. Even when he gets a starting chance, you know, teams just. Quickly want to move on, find because, somebody else because they they see that he's a very limited player. Mm-hmm. He kind of always was a limited player, but once he tore his knee, that was kind of it. 
but the Skylar Thompson guy, I will admit, again, I don't take preseason seriously. He did play with against a bunch of guys who probably won't even make a roster. But he did look promising. He's a seventh-round pick. He got a nice value, a nice diamond-in-the-rough kind of development. He could be something... He could be some sort of insurance policy, maybe a trade bait out in the future. Who knows? Um, but it's good. It's that's you know that's the point of being a, a scout GM of a football team. You're supposed to find players in all positions throughout all seven rounds. And they found a guy that they like. Most teams don't do the three quarterbacks. It's usually just a two quarterback thing these days. But good for the Dolphins. They found who they believe is someone they could put in the fifty three in the the 53 men last mm-hmm. yeah. Um Tua uh, again uh, I just want to get my thoughts on Tua out there um, uh, throughout training camp very strong practices I know there were like one or two like towards the end of training camp where like he did throw a couple interceptions for but overall um, overall very like comes out strong every day good to great practices every day Chucking the ball deep, chunk plays, going through the progressions very quickly, accurate, ball placement, leadership, you know, um, just saying all those things. He's had a really good camp. Uh, it's been what me and Rob have always been kind of saying about Tua is just like, just give it time, let him have support, give him some weapons, and, and you're going to see what he can do. And uh, And also, you know, like, I think he's had like, four or five drives in this preseason i'm not really sure about the numbers but i do know that all of those drives except one have ended in points of some kind whether it's been a touchdown or field goal so i mean he's had a good season preseason uh teddy bridgewater he's had he's had a strong training camp in preseason too uh but we already kind of know what he looks like in the regular season so i can't put like too much crazy stock into what he did in the preseason games, even though he did have a lot of nice throws. But, um, so those are my thoughts on that. Uh, there's a nickel cornerback, or one of the backup guys who made the team, uh, Cater Kohu. He came from, uh, I think it was, was it Texas Tech, I think? Te- oh, Texas A&M. He came from Texas A&M. Uh, little guy emigrated here from, I think, the West Indies of Africa. And yeah, so yeah, so emigrated here from the West Indies of Africa. Uh, his family moved uh, to Texas, grew up there. He originally spoke French. Originally spoke French. Grew up, had to learn English by playing uh, football with some kids in the neighborhood, and eventually he uh, elevated to become uh, a, the loneliest player in Texas. Uh, the loneliest cornerback in Texas when he was playing for Texas A&M because nobody wanted to throw to his side nice. and uh, I really like that too and and so now he's found his way on the Dolphins and to be honest man I really like him I like him better than our former first round pick Noah Igbenogany who we complain about all the time on this show Noah Igbenogany must be so praying to God every day that God forbid, you know, it sucks what happened to Williams. What's what's the corner's name? Oh, man. Um, I'm sorry, bro. What? 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 what, what, Oh, oh, Byron Jones. Not Byron Jones. The dude that tore his ACL in preseason. His name is Williams, right? Not Preston Williams. We know it's not. Oh, um, yes, you're right. Uh, uh, Was it Trayvon? No, not Trayvon Williams. Um, Damn it. See, now you got me. Trill Williams. Trill Williams. There we go. The point is, Igu was probably a cut candidate, but now, due to our duplicity of our, our lack of. What's the word I'm looking for? Our um, deficiency. The deficiency. There we go. The deficiency in the backfield. Oh, no, not backfield, but our. Yeah, the defensive backfield. Defensive backfield. The secondary. The secondary, yeah. There we go. And I'm like getting everything wrong today. Yeah. Well, uh, it is. It is kind of late. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So basically, at this point, he's still on the roster just because he's a first round pick, and our secondary is t- depleted right now. So lucky him. 
Yeah, so, yeah, and then plus we're starting off the season with Byron Jones on the pup, so we had to keep, like, as many quality cornerbacks as we could. I think Keon Croston's another good guy that is probably better than Igbenogany as well. The only reason why we're keeping Igbenogany is because... We need bodies. We need bodies. The Dolphins don't want to make a mistake uh, saying that, you know, they made a mistake drafting him. Uh, his athleticism's enticing, but he still doesn't know how to play the position. He still gets burned. We saw it in, I think it was the Raiders game. He got burned, uh, like, twice on one drive. Mm-hmm. And that eventually led to a touchdown. Practice is the same thing. Like, Croston and Kohu, they literally, like, are sticking to their guys and, and, and you know, forcing tight windows that quarterbacks can throw in. And Igbenogany just, just gives people too much space. And whether or not he's a physical presence or not, who cares? Like, if you can't play, I don't – like, if you can't play, you can't play, man. The whole point is doing your job. If you can't do your job, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not a Dolphins podcast without well, somebody talking shit about Igu. Yeah. Sorry So that. like that. Whatever. So I, I just wanted him off this team. I just – like, there's – I wanted him off this team, but due to, you know, secondary deficiencies, he's not off the team yet. Byron Jones is still uh, recovering from, I think it's a, a, a an Achilles injury, so he's on the, he's on the PUP list, so we're not going to get him for the first four weeks at least. Um, and But Nick Needham's still there. I th- I'm not really sure who's going to play on the boundary right now, but that's the way it's shaping out right now. Uh Running back Chase Edmonds looked really good. You could tell he's going to be catching passes out of the backfield and going through routes and stuff. So he's good too. Side note. Uh, shout out to the running back, not running back, the linebacker from Georgia that we drafted. Oh, Channing, Channing Tindall? Yeah, he had a pretty good preseason from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you can see him covering ground really quickly. Um, I don't know if it's perfect. I still think they, you know, I still think he's trying to get comfortable. Well, but but he's he's part but, of that Georgia team. He's part of that Georgia team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, you, you I, can I'm, see the talents there. Yeah, though. I'm I'm hyped for him. That's yeah. for sure. So yeah, once he gets more familiar, maybe he'll start playing faster and getting a little bit uh more uh, smooth with the assignments. Um. Yeah. So okay, Dolphins captains. Dolphins named their captains. Uh, this year under. Mike McDaniel's first year, the, uh, the the Dolphins captains actually make sense. List we, them. We actually have some of our best players as captains. Some. Some. Well, all of our best players probably. Go ahead, uh, list them. Let's all right, it. all right. Defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. Good. Linebacker and Landon Roberts. Good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, cornerback Xavier Howard. Oh, oh wow! 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 Safety, Javon Holland. Hey, look, hey, I just want to point out, I know we criticized Chris Greer and his drafting. You talk about what a kid, what a guy that we got, bro. Javon Holland. Mm-hmm. You could tell by his, he's, he's, not only you can see the talent in him and how he's been so great since his rookie year. The guy, he feels like like I I wouldn't be surprised he'd be like the ultimate leader of this team by the end of the year. Hmm. Probably more than Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's kind of quiet. Yeah. I think Xavier is just the super talented guy, but Javon Holland, you know, he feels you like know, that's a dude I'm locking up for like the next ten years. And also nowadays, like the safeties are the ones calling the the yeah. coverages for the defense. And he take and he takes returns too. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. Next captain, uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh, future Hall of Famer. Whoa. Um, Whoa. <laughs> offensive tackle, uh, Teron Teron Armstead. Very nice. There we go. And our fearless leader, first time being a team captain, entering his third year. Tua, Tonga Bailoa. The T U A. Mister T. Mr. T. I'm going to start calling him Trigger. That's, Trigger. What, that's what he's going to be pulling all season. Trigger T. Trigger T. Do you have a list of the previous captains from last year? 
No, but I can probably name them off my head. Well, let's remember the names right now. Okay. No. Uh, okay. So it was offensive tackle Jesse Davis. Jesse Davis. Uh, Landon Roberts was another one. Landon Roberts was the one of them, yeah. Uh, Clayton Fedulum was like our special teams guy. He was a captain. Matt Collins, right? <laughs> Love Matt Collins. <laughs> Wide receiver Matt Collins. Um, I know I'm missing. I'm not see now. I'm blanking. Was it Jason Sanders? No, he wasn't one. Jason uh, Sanders wasn't. Jason one. Sanders was a was a kicker, or kicker. See, I should look this up. I had it all written down. You wrote it, and then you wrote Jake Long's name on your Twitter. Yeah, because like, Jesse Davis was reminding me of like old Jake Long. Just that guy bra- was broken that down. Guy, Jake no, Long. No, but Jesse Davis. There was nothing about Jake Long and Jesse Davis. Hmm. How did I forget? How did I forget? Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Okay, so Jesse Davis, wide receiver Mike Collins, defensive back Jason McCourty, and special team special team standout player Clayton Fregidellum, right? And just t- put him in the Mount Rushmore right yeah, now. Yeah, put him in the Mount, <laughs> Rush, Mount Rushmore of Dolphins historical team captains, man. What a difference! I mean, one was the worst, one of the worst tackles in the league. Wide receiver Mike Collins. Like, why not even on the team, I don't think. Not even on the team. He went to the Raiders, I think. Uh, number five receiver, uh, DB Jason McCourty, who lost his job to Javon Holland, pretty sure. And he retired now. And a special teamer who... A special teamer who... Is he in the roster as well? Uh, yeah, he's still on the team. Oh. Doesn't that... Like, I remember... Wait, is I, he still on the team? I'm not sure. What I'm trying to say is, I remember when that first one, that, that captain's list from last year popped up, and I thought, what in God's name is wrong with this team, that those are our captains? Well, what, a, what a difference, how yeah. what year makes. I know. And what the, and the, or the right person, because like, like, you look around the NFL, and I know we've been through this on the show, but we look around the NFL, they have all their best players. As team captains, all those pro bowlers, whatever as pro bowlers sh- they have, boom, team as captain. it should be, and they're a quarterback, team captain. Unfortunately, we didn't have that because of Brian Flores' electoral process, where you nominate yourself and then you get the votes. But the thing is, like, Tua doesn't nominate himself. He's not that type of quarterback, so he didn't get the votes because he didn't throw his name in to be nominated. And anyway. So under Mike McDaniel, it's a it's a point system, and I guess I'm not really sure exactly how it works, but apparently I guess the the players have total control over choosing their captains. So if I'm gonna speculate, I assume all the players write names down and send them in, and then it's just like kind of calculated on whose names are popping up the most. That's probably what I would expect it to And be. what they did is they obviously pick the best players mm-hmm. or the most vocal players. Yep. Good. Makes sense. Make sense. Unlike a lot of things last year that did not make sense. Like two OCs. Like two offensive coordinators. Maybe having three-headed play, play caller situation going on. Didn't want to admit who was calling the plays. <laughs> Just uh, the team captain thing. Tons of different stuff going on. But at least it makes sense. And Rob, I have a question. Go for it. Tua. Tua got the captain label in his third year. And this is a, this is a silly question. But Mac Jones got the captain label in his second year. So does that mean that Mac Jones is ahead of Tua? No. In his development as a quarterback? No. Stop. That New England team kind of got lucky in the second half of the year. They beat a bunch of bad teams. Stop trying to – I'm tired of this Tua versus Mac Jones debate. Tua is a way better quarterback. He always was a better quarterback. He was a better quarterback coming out. Mac Jones' stock only rose because he plays for Alabama. That team was one of the best college teams ever, and he had all these weapons around him that made him look good. Okay. Mac Jones will be bad this year because New England looks like it's a bad team. New England has they're running the two court, the two OC system with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. 
kind of feel bad for Mac Jones. Oh, what's that on my phone that's popping up? NFL Twitter is gassing up bills. Oh, Rob is just losing his stuff because that was what he feared after the game. <laughs> he's, he's trying to flip the table over. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly what Rob feared after the game. He's like, look, now, now the media is just going to be blowing up the bills. That they are. All right. So uh, what else we got here? We got uh, – I don't know. My, my last topic is Dolphins versus Patriots on Sunday. Predictions? Dolphins all the way, baby. Dolphins all the way, baby. Two is three and zero against Bill Belichick. Um, I think this is going to be a statement game. I think they're going to show the world that, hey, Buffalo ain't the only team to worry about in the East. Uh, I think Tua is going to make his statement. And again, I just do not like this New England team at all. I don't think New England is like I've said this forever. And I think the last few years we're really seeing it. Bill Belichick to me is a dude is a product of Tom Brady. I know it's blasphemy to say Bill Belichick's the genius, most championship, blah 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 blah. Bill Belichick has been absolutely nothing without Tom Brady. All Tom Brady did was win the Super Bowl his first year away from New England. Just saying. And I really don't like this New England team in general. I think this whole the two the two offensive coordinator thing they're doing with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Sounds a lot like what the Dolphins did last year. Yeah, look how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Seriously. I, I I I really hope that they go through something like that. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm still not sold on Mac Jones, and honestly, their offensive personnel I think sucks. I I, th- I don't even think that defense is going to be anything special. I, th- I I don't like New England right now. I look at that roster and nothing about that team scares me. I don't feel intimidated playing against them anymore. They don't have Tom Brady. Devontae Parker doesn't scare you, Rob? No. No? And I'm hearing that Mike – I'm hear i hearing there's a player there they're going to cut. There's a wide receiver they're going to cut soon. I'm uh, forgetting his name. I saw his name. Devontae Parker. Not Devontae Parker. Uh, they probably already cut him. Was it uh, their former first-round pick? Uh, no, not Nikhil Harry. They traded him. Uh, let's it's see. Not, uh, it's not Nelson Aguilar. They're not cutting him. It's uh, another name. Tyquan Thor- Thornton, Matthew Slater, uh, who, uh, Jacob- no, not Jacoby. Kendrick Bourne, maybe? I think it's Kendrick Bourne. It's probably Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think they're cutting him. Yeah. And Johnny Smith, uh, he, apparently he's been struggling this this past training camp. They don't know what they want to do with him. Uh, Hunter Henry, he breaks down at times, even though I like him. Like, but look at the weapons. It's like Jacoby Myers, and I I do like Jacoby Myers as like a little slot possession guy because he he gets a bunch of catches. But you know, there's no one to stretch the field. I mean, maybe Devonte Parker could be that guy. But Devonte Parker is just Devonte Parker. Like we we know what Devonte Parker is. And credit to us for actually even getting a third round Dude, pick from the I want from you the th- Patriots. I want you to think about this for a second. We and tra- Devontae Parker is going to be covered by Xavier Howard, who's been whooping his butt throughout his Devontae career. Parker's career. Yeah, let's think about this for a second. We traded Devontae Parker, which I knew he was either going to be a cut candidate or a trade candidate. We traded him to our division rival, and not just any division rival. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Doesn't that tell you that they do not fear or do not care about Devontae Parker anymore, or they're willing to trade him to a division rival, not a not to an NFC team, not to an, another another AFC division team, a division rival. I guess a team that they have to be competing against for most likely a wild card spot. Devontae Parker was completely expendable, and they had no problem giving him away for basically peanuts on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And what about their other first round, former first round pick, Nelson Aguilar? Like, like what I, has he really done throughout I his remember, career? Either? I remember they were he was getting a lot of hype when he got drafted by Philadelphia. This was during the Chip Kelly era. Yeah, I remember that too. And like Chip Kelly, for whatever reason, only drafted West Coast players like anybody from like the Pac-12 that was like the joke on him or anybody from Oregon (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
that was the joke on that was the joke on Chip Kelly when he ran, when he was with Philadelphia. And Nelson Aguilar was that dude a lot of people thought could have been good, and he had flashes. But yeah, he never ended up being anything. Yeah, and also, um, don't they have questions on their offensive line? I mean, most of their guys are okay, I think. But Isaiah Wynn, isn't he like kind of like a bust, or like yeah, he, or he, like venturing he, in that area? Yeah, he, he he tore his Achilles, I think, for the first year. Oh, that's what it is. Maybe it's just injuries then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they. So they. They just don't. They don't have the firepower that the Dolphins have, and also our defensive backfields. I know it's kind of banged up, but we should be able to handle these guys. Um. And you know that that's just how it is. I just I just like what the Dolphins have more than what the Patriots have, and also I'm not even sure. I really don't think the Patriots are good at all. Yeah, I really don't. If if they if they pull something out, it will literally just be because of pure coaching. I don't even think they have good coaching right now. Mm-hmm. I'm that serious. Um, I guess we could both agree this looks like a, a lean to the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lean towards the Dolphins. I've been saying it for for weeks that we're gonna we're gonna smack New England up when they come down here. No, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there you are. You're doing the smacking motion. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been saying it for weeks. Yeah, I think it's. I. I I'm gonna jinx it if I say it, so I'm not gonna say it. Don't say it. But. High, very high percentage that we're gonna win this game. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna go Joe Namath on us because that would just doing a Jets thing would be bad juju. That is bad juju. Yeah. You know what's also bad? The Jets. <laughs> yeah, the Jets. Jesus, man. I hope. I really hope. They I hope, suck. Like, the all reports throughout tra- training camp were like they're trying to incorporate like this old school, like I think it's like a power running <laughs> zone scheme or something like that, and they're struggling doing that. And plus, they got the offensive coordinator situation. And one of the beat writers said that like he went to one of the practices and said it was like the worst practice <laughs> he's ever seen since the day since he saw like Cam Cameron do like a dol- run a Dolphins practice. It was really bad. It was really really bad. And uh, they, I mean, I mean, and you know, there were, there were certain preseason games where they didn't look too good uh, either. So. Um, yeah, so I think it's a fair thing to say. I think we're going to whoop their butts. I think Tyreek Hill is going to go off. I think Jalen Waddle is probably going to go off too. I think Chase Edmonds is going to have some nice plays. Uh, and our fearless leader, Tua, can beat Mac Jones for the third time. For the third time. The third and time. And hopefully this narrative will be settled. Yes, I agree. It's a lock, people. Yep. I'm actually being. I'm actually gonna go to that game. Oh, you might go to that game. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Robbie? Uh, well, um, you have any predictions on who won the divisions, or you want to save that for another? Oh uh, no, we got 15 minutes. There's no way we're gonna do it. In All right. Minutes. Well, I want at least any quick thoughts, takes on players, coaches, something. I'll save that to Headline. our next show so we have a glimpse of what we can see. I do want to do get some little uh, gambling picks for our listeners. As always, I like to incorporate gambling into everything because gambling is life. Unlike the fantasy football nerd over here. I'm going to throw... I'm, I might throw $200 down on the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's major money. All right. I'm going to go ahead and just make some uh, selections on gambling picks. I'll pick like particular games to consider. Um, first things first. Uh, so far, Miami Dolphins has a is a favorite by three and a half. It's a lot of points, but I actually really like this Dolphins team. They're at home. Uh, New England has struggled with playing in Miami for years. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very wet, most likely. Um, I'll take Dolphins. I'll take. I'll give the points three and a half. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Uh, next up, I will pick, pick, pick. Pick. I will. Well, I hope the I hope the uh, I hope the weather's fairly well because I don't think the Dolphins are the physical running team that they're trying to be right now. Mm-hmm. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I just want to mention Mike Gesicki right now. 
and uh, they're trying to make him fit into this scheme and the play calling and all that. And I know, I know, I know he's a big receiving threat, but he's going to be asked to try to f- find a place in the scheme, blocking and going out for passes. And there's a, there's a lot of question marks on whether or not he can improve as a blocker enough to be a consistent part of this offense. I think that's also why the Dolphins only kept five receivers instead of six like they normally do because I think essentially Gesecki will have to slide to just being a receiver at some point if uh, if he doesn't start to improve uh, as a blocker. So did you find what you need, Robbie? Yeah, I'm just checking the spreads real quick. All right. I'll be quick. All right, then. Because um, I don't want to have to edit this. Yeah, well, okay. like I mentioned, I'll take – I'll take. I'm gonna take Miami with minus three and a half. Um, another pick I would consider for you fans. So I'm going. I'm trying to do five bets a game. Uh, five bets. Five teams every week. We'll tally it. Okay. Right. We gotta dig this seriously. Okay. Uh-huh. Alrighty then. Uh, Carolina is favored by uh, according to Fox Sports. Point uh, five. Minus point five. Carol, um, Baker Mayfield's the starter. I think he's going to play with a lot of passion. I think he's going to play with a, a few kind of mindset to the Cleveland Browns for what they did to him and basically um, pushing him aside for Deshaun Watson. By the way, Deshaun Watson is not playing, of course. He's starting his suspension. Jacoby Brissett will be starting for that team. I do not trust Jacoby Brissett. Cleveland may be the more talented team, but I think Carolina's playing on an edge. I think they, I think Matt Rule needs to get some wins in his system to keep his job. And, and Cleveland also has offensive line uh, question marks, too. Offensive line question marks, wide receiver question marks, and Carolina's at home. And it's only, like, half a point. I think Carolina wins this. I'll take Carolina. Uh, um, Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Tampa Bay is favored by two and a half. I'm actually going to go with Dallas, funny enough. As I, you know, Dallas is a team I tend to not like because it's the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, Dallas defense is legit. I will say this right now. Tampa Bay is going through some really bad offensive line issues, probably worse than what the Cowboys are going through right now. And, of course, a lot of drama with Tom Brady and his personal life. Um, you know, I don't know we're not going to go into details about that, but long story short, Tampa, um, Tom Brady... His wife wants him around more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. Um, Tom Brady didn't really practice with the team. And I don't... And I just think it's just a lot of distractions. Dallas is at home. Dallas wants to make a statement with their defense, and I think Dallas's defense is going to be the strength of that team. And they're the they're getting two and a half points. I think Dallas goes with the upset win. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see the Bucks pulling it off too, but um, yeah, well, I mean the Dallas is at home, so yeah, I could, I could yeah. All righty then. Uh, game. I can't believe I'm picking this. Uh, this is going to make my Oh, and Chris Godwin may not play in that game. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, uh, now, gonna, you might, Mike's going to love this. Minnesota, Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay is favored by one and a half points. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota with the upset. Woo-hee! Yes. Kirk Cousins, baby. Um, Captain Kirk. As much as I'm not I'm a Kirk Cousins fan and I love me some Aaron Rodgers, uh, Minnesota has, for the most part, has been very competitively viable against Green Bay. Uh, it is at Minnesota. I think Minnesota, I think we're going to see a new regime, offensive regime. And it's true. Minnesota does have some really good offensive weaponry. I do think uh, Green Bay's defense is going to be a major threat. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have a lot of working ties with his new wide receiver group. And they do not like Devontae Adams anymore. But... I think Minnesota is going to pull with an upset win to start the year. Kind of get a good mentality right there. And it's only one and a half points. I'll go ahead with Minnesota with the upset. And I need one more team. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to try something cool. I'm going to. This might be. Um, we'll follow all my advice, everybody. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go, there's Washington, there's Jacksonville at Washington. Washington is favored by four points, according to Fox Sports. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville with the upset. I like Jacksonville. Yes. I like, um, I, th- I think, I think Tra- Trevor Lawrence took a little bit more of a step this year. Uh, he's got a camaraderie with Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Zay, Zay Jones is okay, too. And then also, uh, 
Apparently, like, Travis Etienne's been, like, a big deal. For yeah. That. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of great things out of Travis mm-hmm. Etienne. Like, dude, I really like coming out. Um, yeah, Jackson, this is not going to be the same Jacksonville team for the last few years. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Carson Wentz throws a pick or two. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is not going to be the same Jacksonville as last year. I think they're going to be a very improved team. I think uh, I, um, Doug Peter. Doug Peter, Peters, was it Peterman? Doug Peterson. But Doug Peterson is a way, way, way better hire than Urban Meyer. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will just be getting better. I think they've got a lot more talent around him. And Washington right now, Washington is just a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Young is still will not be playing. He's still not healthy yet. And it's Carson Wentz. I'm hearing not so good things with Carson Wentz. No. There's already rumors about there's already rumors about accuracy issues in training. And we all know about the history of Carson Wentz. Um, clearly, this was a move because Washington didn't really have an answer in quarterback. And, well, I just don't buy this Washington team at all. I think Washington, I think the, the Washington Redskins, I, I'm sorry, Deadskins. <laughs> I'm sorry, mm-hmm. football team. <coughs> I'm oh, sorry, oh, Commanders. No, no. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Commanders. You offended all the listeners. Um, I got to show you the video about the logos. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll discuss it outside. Uh, but... But yeah, um, plus so yeah, Jacksonville getting four points. I think they're not only, not only I think they're going to win that game, but I'll still like I still like four points, so I'll take mm. the four points. And those are my picks. All right. Anything else, Mike? Nope, I don't think so. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm getting tired. All it right. is, and I have work tomorrow. It's it's what twelve twenty one a.m. Yeah, according to my laptop, I'm not really sure, but. All right, so this was another episode of the Damn Dolphins podcast, and hopefully soon, maybe af- maybe after Sunday, we can run down the rest of the schedule and do some win losses for the season because we wanted to do that, we just never got around to doing it. I know, right? All right, all right. So thank you, Dolphins Talk. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, me. Thank you, listeners. Yes, thank you, Mike. Um, and find us on Spotify. Anywhere else? All other. Streaming services like Spotify, Google Podcasts, maybe some other stuff I don't know about. All right, gotcha. And and follow us on Twitter. All right. Damn Dolphins, signing off. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.